This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Small Church Media Podcast. We are currently in our Christmas series, and this week, sadly, is the last week of our Christmas series here on the Small Church Media Podcast. So far, we have had five tremendous conversations to help your church get ready for the Christmas season. So far, we've talked about the the media checklist that your church needs to have to make sure everything is in order for what's going to be happening during your guys' Christmas services. Number two is how to use FOMO, the fear of missing out, to get people excited for the Christmas season. Uh, Week three was types of content you should be making for your Christmas service. Number four, which so far has been a very um, positive one, I think is the best way. It's it's been a well-received episode, and that's how to use Facebook ads to reach more people for your Christmas services. And hey, that tactics and those ideas work for any service or any event that you have going on for your church. And that was week number four. Number five, last week, we talked about creative and cheap print marketing ideas for your church. Uh, fun fact, we just got our door hangers and our little invite cards in the mail this past week, and we handed all of those out to our church members, and they could not be more excited to actually use these door hangers to hand them out. Our pastor is super excited, which let's let's just be honest, when the pastor is super excited about something, the excitement just bleeds into the rest of the church. So if you have not gone back and listened to the ideas that you can get from that episode, I encourage you to go back really quickly and do that. Well, this week, we're going to be talking about Christmas follow-up to make sure that when people come to your Christmas services, they are going to be excited and looking forward to coming back to your church to be involved with either what's just going on with the church family and the church body, or maybe they have more spiritual questions and questions about Jesus and the faith and the church and and, and how life actually works. And you have a perfect opportunity to follow up with these people to help encourage them to come back to your Christmas services. But before we get into that conversation, I have two quick housekeeping things, and then we're going to try to keep this episode really short. Number one is we got to read another Apple review. So we had an Apple review already once, and I, uh, Pastor Kevin, I believe, if I remember right, he reached out, left us our first review, and we already sent that gift card out in the mail to have some Starbucks on me. Well, we just got our second podcast review over on Apple Podcast, and this one comes from Andy. It says, a good podcast for small churches. And it says, Mark helps you know what you should be doing as a small church to help your church. Short, sweet. Well, Andy, I appreciate it. Well, bro, I want to get some coffee and just be able to bless you with that as well. So if you're still listening to the podcast, which let's just be honest, I hope you are, (laughs) feel free to reach out to me over on Instagram or Facebook or on my website, which that has an update here in just a second. Reach out to me with your contact information, and I will be sure to get that gift card as quick as I can in the mail. Well, before we go into the conversation, something really cool that I've been working on over the last few weeks is to have a website specifically for this podcast. Before, everything was kind of just kicked out of markhide.com and my, my personal creative website. Well, we officially launched just this past week, dot. Media. So if you go to smallchurch.media, that is the landing page for all things small church media. Now, right now, we're just doing the podcast. To be honest with you, I would love to be able to grow 
this into more than just a podcast, whether it's resources or blog posts or whatever, but you can go to smallchurch.media at any time to see the most recent episodes that we have that have been kicked out. You're also able to learn more about just me as your host and ways you can connect it with that. Or if you want to have a question that you want me to answer on the show, or hey, let's say you honestly just need some help. My full-time job is I'm a website developer and a graphic designer. I work with bloggers. I work with small businesses. I work with marketing companies, and I would love to help your church as well. So feel free to reach out to me over at smallchurch.media, whether it's a question about the show or if you want me to come alongside and actually step in and be a part of your church staff remotely. Well, without further ado, we've done the housekeeping stuff. Let's talk about the last conversation we're going to have in our Christmas series, and that is just how do we follow up with people who come to our Christmas services? Now, I'm going to give you four different ideas that you can use to both follow up with your own church people to get them excited, but also for first-time guests who walk into your door. Now, this has nothing to do with people who maybe have visited once upon a time. I mean, sure, you can you can still tap into those, but the idea is, is if someone actually gets through your door for one of the Christmas services, whether it's your Christmas Christmas series or the Advent series, whether it's the children's Christmas program, whether it's uh, some sort of event like a Christmas Eve candlelight service, either way, someone walk through your doors during the Christmas season, that means the chances that they will walk through your doors again is super, super high. And we want to make sure that we can tap in and be able to to leverage the fact that they've already walked in through your door once to make that invite for them to come back so, so much easier. So here's four different ways and ideas to make sure that you can follow up with people to make sure that they can get back into your church come January. The first way is to have actually have something to invite them to in January. Now, this could be like an event, like where you actually have some sort of a a dinner or a fun community event that you have for people in the community or just your church. This could even get to get to know your faith class where you hold at the same time as maybe your Awana or children's ministry or youth group. And this was actually a really big class that grew our church back in the day for our pastor. He did a nine marks of a true Christian, and we held that course for people who were just starting to visit the church and start to plug into the church. And it was held at the exact same time as our children's ministry and our student ministry programs on Sunday night. So that way they could drop off their kids, no excuses, and then hopefully be able to take those next steps in following Jesus and then also uh, join the church. But literally, you want to be able to invite them back to something that is either going to grow their faith or create community where they can step in and be involved. Now, something that our church did, and sadly, we we had plans to do this, you know, after Christmas, coming out of Christmas. Um, actually, no, I lied. This was coming out of Easter. So we wanted to have an event leading up to Easter and then continue it through at, after Easter was all said and done, but, but COVID shut it down. And what our church did was we had a family bounce day where our church, um, it was actually our association, we're part of the Southern Baptist Convention, and our association, the gathering of like 10 different churches, we owned what was called the Block Party Trailer. And inside of that, we had three different bounce houses, cotton candy machines, popcorn machines, and just some other random things here and there that you could use for a block party for your community. Well, we pretty much commandeered all of these bounce houses leading up to Easter because where we live in northern Indiana, it is super, super cold. 
and kids go stir crazy and moms especially are always looking for something that's free, that is simple and that is fun for their kids. So we actually created this idea and started blasting it into the mommy Facebook groups and also just personal invites for our own moms inside of our church to invite their friends where for three hours we just opened up our church gym where we had the playroom open and kids could play in there. We had bounce houses, we had snacks, we had coffee and this was also that way, yes, we can provide a safe and fun environment but also so that we could also talk with moms. If your church is able to do something like this, where let's say, okay, you say coming out of, uh, let's say January, or maybe since it's a fast turnaround, let's say for the entire month of February, you're going to get some bounce houses. You're going to do something fun. So that way moms can bring their little kids to get them out of the house and just do something fun. You can use your Christmas services to invite people back to that, where they're stepping back into your church building actually having conversations, which that's the, let's be honest, that's the biggest way people come to faith, isn't just inviting to church, but it's having real conversations with real Christians, so that way they can look forward to this event, and hopefully after they come to your Christmas service, they're going to be interested in whatever event you're holding on the back end of that, where yes, it's low-key, it's not very high commitment, but you are able to invite them to come back to enjoy something fun wholesome and entertaining for their family coming out of the Christmas season. The second idea that you can do to get people to come back in your doors is this is the big one for pastors is make sure your next sermon series is ready. Like I'm talking about whatever sermon series you have coming out of Christmas, you got to make sure that sermon series is packaged in terms of what you're going to be talking about, the the various weeks of you're going to be having these conversations, and even the graphic. You want to make sure that your next series is ready to go so that way when people come to your Christmas services, you can tell them, hey, here's what we're going to be talking about next month, and we think you are going to love it. Now, here's where the the um, some people might not like this, especially coming out of the small conservative world that that I grew up in, your January series should not just be a generic book of the Bible. If you're going to invite someone back to a series in January, if you're going to say, oh, we're going to be studying the book of James, people might be like, all right, cool, that's that's whatever. No, 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 no. If you can say, hey, we want you to come back for our sermon series in January, and it's going to be a series where we are speaking into real world, real situations, real issues, and we think we will be able to speak some truth into that. I mean, we're talking like real answers for real issues series, maybe a marriage or family series, maybe having how to have hope in hard times how to find God's will for your life. The Bible doesn't say that and other lies that people believe about the Bible. Here's a fun one that we did in the student ministry was, here's how you ruin your life, the step-by-step way of how you could destroy your life one week at a time. Basically, what the idea is, if you can create a fun, catching sermon series that speaks into real-world problems that people actually have and say, you know what, we're glad you're here for the Christmas series. We want to continue to speak truth into your life. Whether you follow Jesus or not, we want to help you navigate life and what comes of that, which we know the real way to navigate life is through Jesus, and we want to introduce people to Jesus and life in Jesus and what all that means. But if you can have some sort of a hook and some sort of a really cool sermon series coming out of the Christmas season, You can take that same excitement that you had in the Christmas season, ramp it up, get people excited to come back to hear what you have to say about these real issues. Now, then this is up to you, Pastor. 
<laughs> you, you can't blow it. You just got to make sure it's a good series and that you're bringing some truth into real situations. We've had some really good success doing this in the years past at our church as well. We had one where it was all about marriage, why marriages fail, why, why families are broken, and what we can do about that and how to have a healthy family and healthy marriage. And that was a really good success. Student ministry, we did the same thing of how to ruin your life. We had really great success coming out of that series as well. So pastor, make sure your next sermon series for January is ready to roll. Now, the third one, this is something that a lot of churches actually already do, and that is give a gift to the people who are actually showing up to the Christmas services. But if you're going to give a gift, don't just give it to the visitors. Give it to literally everybody in your church. And don't do it maybe over the entire December, but pick one Sunday in December, maybe the Sunday right after Christmas, because this year that's a really good one, just because, you know, it's the December 26th, I believe, is, is the Sunday. But say, hey, for everyone who comes to church, we want to give you this free gift, no strings attached. It can be shirts, it can be coffee mugs, it can be ornaments, it could be chocolate bars, it could be books, it could be massages for moms. I don't even, well, not like in the church, but like like certificates, that would be kind of cool. My back's really hurting. That's why it popped up in my head. But either way, if you're going to give something to the visitors, don't just give it to the visitors, give it to everyone. And here's why. If everyone is going to the same place to pick up their gift or they're given that gift as they walk out of the door, a visitor is now not being singled out and they can kind of just go with the flow and get that gift. And on top of that, you're also now able to even bless your own church members. Now, I know what you're already thinking about. Okay, if we give a gift out to every single person that comes to our church, let's say it's 75 people and you decide, you know what, we're going to give away a t-shirt, right? That's like 500 bucks, maybe even more like 600 based on how good of the shirt that you buy. Now, you might be thinking, okay, that $600 is super, super expensive. Your church might not necessarily have that amount of money, but think about it this way, all right? If you give away some really nice gift, not something cheap, not something chintzy, but you're giving away something that's brag worthy, that people want to wear, people want to use, people want to show, you're now able to put into your hands or into your church members' hands something that they will wear, something that they will use, and something they'll walk around with, which is free advertisement moving forward. It it actually creates a sense of community where the fact of, yeah, we're all part of this same church family. And it also gets your name out into the community in ways that honestly are way more effective than just sending out blanket Facebook ads or blanket mailers. Now, here's a fun idea. Right? I was always trying to think, okay, if you were to do a free gift for your church, what would be a fun one that creates community, allows for conversations, and honestly, it's something kind of fun and it's it's exciting. And the first thought that popped in my head is do a hot chocolate bar for everyone after your service. Hot chocolate costs like what? 99 cents for a pack of six. And if you just get a bunch of just generic cups where you can just make the hot chocolate, have a bunch of different things people can put in their hot chocolate, that makes the kids super excited. The kids will remember it. People will be able to engage with the people on the other side of the bar that is working and serving. And it creates this excitement coming out of the out of the, the worship service where rather than just, all right, you're dismissed, you can go home. It allows people to have an excuse and a reason to stick around and just hang out after church is all said and done. And if you want to even and take it the next step up, have everyone in your church fill out a connect card. So A, you can have quote unquote updated information for tax time, like your address, phone number, and all that kind of stuff. But you're also then giving an excuse for 
uh, visitors to actually fill out a Connect card. And then when people want their hot chocolate, everyone has to go turn in that Connect card to get the free cup of hot chocolate. And if you want to take it up another notch, if you serve that hot chocolate in a special church mug from your church, people can enjoy the hot chocolate, they can drink it, and then they can leave with their mug. Now, it can be kind of crazy if you have a church or a family in your church of like nine people, <laughs> like mine, nine mugs, you don't need to do that. You can just simply have, hey, here's a free gift. Or, hey, if you just want to make it easier, you can have one mug and one already pre-built hot chocolate mix in your cup. That way you can give it out to one per adult. I don't know what you want to do. But either way, if you are going to give a gift, which I highly recommend, don't just do it for visitors, but do it for everyone who walks into your church. So, so far we've talked about you have to have something to invite them back to that's fun, that's engaging, not necessarily a sermon series, but just something fun for them to enjoy. We've also talked about make sure that you as a pastor have a really good sermon series coming out of the Christmas series that you can invite people to. And yes, give gifts to people so that way people have a reason to actually want to give you a connect card or to connect with somebody in your church. Because here's the deal. Again, um, I don't think I said this on point three, but if someone's a visitor and they go to get something something, whether hot chocolate or a t-shirt, make sure you don't just throw it at them, but you actually converse with them. If you don't, if it make sure you have people who are staffed, who know who the people in your church are, so they can even point out the visitors. Because if someone who's a visitor can actually have a real conversation with somebody in your church, they're going to think your church actually does care. And let's be honest, we know your church does care. Sometimes our church members just need a little kick in the butt to get that, get that muscle memory going. Here's the last thing you can do to make sure your Christmas follow-up is just absolutely fantastic is have an email drip campaign ready to go for people who give you their email address or give you their phone number. Now, you might be wondering, okay, so Mark, what on earth is a drip campaign? And we are going to have multiple conversations here on this podcast about what is a drip campaign, what are different types, what are things that you can do about it, explain the differences of a drip campaign. But basically, a drip campaign is a series of emails or texts um, to both keep your church on the forefront of people's minds and help them in life. Normally, whenever you sign up for someone's newsletter, whether it's a blog with recipes that you like or a business or something like that, you know how you get those junk emails in your email? Well, we don't want to send out junk emails, but we want to actually, if people give us their email or give us their phone number, you have a system, a systematized process by which you are going to reach out to them next. You might send them a follow-up email with a video specifically recorded for them or just a generic one from you as the pastor, just thanking them for coming to church. You might have another one where it's like, hey, we love that you join us for the Christmas series. We would love to join you in this series for the sermon series that is coming down the pike. We want to give you this free resource. We want to do this. But either way, you want to make sure that you keep your church on the forefront of people's minds. And here's the kicker, provide them with some sort of valuable content that will help them, um, just help them out in life. Because people are always looking for ways to, okay, what can you, what's, what's in it for me? If I give you my email address, how are you going to help me? How are you going to bless me? You can use these drip campaigns with emails and text messages to reach out to people continually to say, hey, we're praying for you. We'd love to connect with you. Would you like to meet with one of our pastors? Here's a free um, five steps on how to have a better life. And it could be a 
blog post that's hidden on your website. Hey, here's a free ebook. Here's a free video from our pastor. We want to invite you to our, our kids ministry or student ministry, you know, if, if they have kids. If they're old people or single and don't have kids, don't send them that email. That you, we can talk about different ways to do different drip campaigns. But either way, when people give you your inf- or give you their information, you need to be ready to actually not just email them and say, hey, thank you for your visit and call today. No, 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 no. You need to actually have a what we call a visitor contact flow or the email drip campaign, whatever you want to call it, where you are sending out actual scheduled emails or specific and targeted emails to make sure that you are continually reaching out to them when they most need it and provide them some sort of valuable content because we want to make sure that we're not just as a church, we're not just asking for people's money and we're not just trying to grow. We're not just trying to get, you know, butts the door, but we want people to know that, oh, the, the the church actually, this church cares about me. They care about my family and they want to help me have a better life. And again, we know where that better life comes from. They they don't necessarily know. And that's what this is all about. So you can have a great Christmas series. You could have a great, you know, your media is all good to go. You made some good content. You got people's butts in the seats. You had a great Christmas Advent series. You had great church growth, explosive numbers. You regularly have like 50 people and you had like 80 people over the course of your Christmas services, which is absolutely awesome. But if you don't have a way to get them to come back to the Christmas or come back after Christmas services, if you don't have a way to connect with them, offline after church is all said and done, if you don't have a way for them to actually engage with someone else in your church congregation and in your church community, all that work you did for Christmas, I mean, I don't want to say it'll be in vain, because let's be honest, we're not in charge of, of changing hearts, and we're not in charge of, of, of having people come to follow Jesus. We're just trying to be good servants. However, we need to be good stewards of what God gave us. And if people walked into our doors, we need to make sure that we're giving them reason to come back, reason to feel loved, and honestly, not a reason for living, but show them show them what living for Jesus is really all about. I hope you guys enjoyed this six-part series on Christmas and what we can do as a church that, yes, get ready for Christmas, but what we can do coming out of Christmas to make sure that we are making a big impact both in the lives of our own church congregations and our own church and faith communities, but also in the community around us. We're not stopping yet, guys, though. Just because we did a six-week series on Christmas and now Christmas is all said and done. Well, it's not all said and done, but we're well into December. The Small Church Media Podcast is not going anywhere. So come back next week where we have more conversations on how to grow and equip and edify your church congregation and also engage the culture around you and the community around you using media. So until then, guys, take it easy and have a Merry Christmas. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.